Yeah, podcast time once again. That's come around really, really quickly here at the Borders 105.7 Triple M. You've got Lou and Al for breakfast, although in this podcast episode, you've just got my good self because Lou's not feeling the greatest at the moment, and she blames the weather. Spending week upon week in sunny Italy, beautiful Italian summer, part of the European heatwave that's been going on. And then when she came back, well, we've had rain, uh, cold starts, cold afternoons, Pretty much cold weekends as well. Although the weekend just gone wasn't too shabby weather-wise. But yeah, she's gone from extreme heat to not much heat at all. So yeah, she reckons that may have a hand in it. Tested for COVID. No COVID signs. That's the good news. So hopefully she's back on deck very, very soon. But in the meantime, thanks once again for checking out all our shenanigans across the week and over the last couple of days flying solo. I've caught up with uh, our main man when it comes to talking about TV, Mulkey and getting into one of the biggest TV shows of all time. And having sat through two episodes of it now, I can see why this is one of the biggest of all time. Talking about uh, Game of Thrones, the prequel, House of the Dragon. We'll get to that in just a sec. We also catch caught up with Craig Miller, who is the GM of Ovens and Murray League across the border region. Very excited because they've chewed through 18 rounds to get to this part, finals time. So we're going to play that for you as well. And brace yourself. Some of the best, the worst, and somewhere definitely in between dad jokes. We're giving you the chance this week to win your way to the Red Hot Summer Tour and some amazing superstar Aussie artists as part of that lineup. In anticipation for Father's Day this Sunday, don't forget, dad does love a hammer drill. Uh, we thought, let's put it out there. Let's get into some dad jokes. And boy, did we get some amazing dad jokes. So you're going to hear them too, coming up in minutes here at Triple M. <laughs> Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dingling! TV Talk with Steve Mogg. Yes, indeed. It is that time on your Monday here at Triple M. The board is 105.7 with Lou and Al for breakfast, 21 past 7. Mulky Monday time. G'day, Mulky. Hey, good morning, Al. Okay. I finally sat down. I finally watched it. I get what yes. all the hype is about. The first episode of Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. And uh, I understand that HBO were also so thrilled with the first episode they've gone, right, we need a second season. Yeah, and look, I think to be fair, they were always going to call the second season. Often it's like the season ends and they go, we're going to bring it back, you know, so on <laughs> and so forth. But off the success of this first episode, to have HBO so confidently say, no, no, we have called for the second season, it's going to be a thing, uh, is reflective of the huge results. So, we were talking last week about about it being about to air. Yeah. In America, HBO on you know their premium cable service or HBO Max and, and all added together, ten million people tuned in on the first day to watch <laughs> that episode. It's the biggest premiere they've ever had. Can you name in your in your TV history anything that's even come close to that? The first episode, Game of Thrones. Oh, apart from Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> look, I think you know there would be we'd start to get to finales. Yeah, so things like the finale of Breaking Bad, the finale of The Wire, the finale of The Sopranos, all of them premium cable, you know, American US drama stuff. But yeah, nothing really lands as close as I think the benefit of because it's a prequel series. Because at the best of Game of Thrones, it was so huge for HBO. Sure, and they've delivered House of the Dragon at that level like the best of Game of Thrones is where House of the Dragon starts yes. so 
like it's just setting its own records at this point. Yeah, it's quite the episode. It really, really is. I'm not going to spoil anything. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely catch up on it because it is it's Game of Thrones at its very best. Uh, Disney Plus Day is coming up September 8. Now, this means a whole heap of new content we get to sink our eyes and ears into. Yeah, and some of it fresh out of the cinema. So Thursday, the 8th of September, next week, is Disney Plus Day, and it means that behind-the-scenes stuff drops. So we'll get a behind-the-scenes featurette on Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, and behind-the-scenes on um, the new uh, Marvel film Thor Love and Thunder, as well as the new film Thor Love and Thunder, and the Robert Zemeckis-directed Tom Hanks starring uh, live-action film Pinocchio. Oh, wow. So there's two big, you know, movie franchise or movie films. Yep. Uh, that are movie films, wow, am I 100? <laughs> um, movies that are Off coming to... Off the silver to screen. <laughs> That's right, ready to go. Um, coming to... So, like, in some places, Thor Love and Thunder is still airing in cinemas. Yeah. And from next Thursday, it's available to Disney Plus subscribers as a part of their package. That's incredible. Yeah, it's part of Disney's approach to shorten what they call the second window. And and so that used to be three months. You know, you'd be in the cinema, big gap, and then it would appear like on, uh, you know, well, recently, Google Play or Apple TV to purchase or to rent or you buy the DVD. And now they're just going, no, we own this streaming service, so we'll put it straight pop there. pop it on. A lot quicker, yeah. That's incredible. Uh, you and I were chatting off air, Mulkey, about uh, how long it's been since there was Lord of the Rings in the cinemas mm. on the silver screen, and now Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power is coming soon to Prime Video. That's right. This is also kind of a prequel series, but not The Hobbit. It's in the Lord of the Rings universe with a lot of the characters in the Lord of the Rings building into or giving us a lot of background around what happens just prior to the Fellowship of the Ring uh, movie uh, and book, of course, but then it's going to trans into uh, transmit into that sort of whole um, book movie universe. Yeah, the original Lord of the Rings films started 20 years ago, but uh, Prime Video are delivering us this new series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Yep. Um, so and, and they've poured money into this like it is... <laughs> their attempt at building a Game of Thrones-esque franchise. I am cautiously optimistic they have not thrown previews too widely. Right. Uh, so it's I'll be lining up like most people. Friday, Prime Video, about 6 o'clock um, at night to see if it's any good. I was going to say, uh, given the absolute juggernaut that Game of Thrones has been since woe to go, mm. when you said you're quietly confident, but uh, does, it, does it really, can it really stand toe-to-toe or come close? Well, that's, in part, that's the question. Like, they shifted their air date back to, you know, this Friday, the 2nd of September. Yep. And they did it in part because they wanted all of the Game of Thrones, you know, House of the Dragon stuff to get out of the way. <laughs> and all we're doing is talking about House of the Dragon still. And it's going to appear and hope that people watch. Oh, fingers crossed for them. Anyway, plenty going on. Lots to sink our eyes and ears into. Michael, we, we, we appreciate your time and we'll do it again same time next week. Thanks, Al. Time to talk all things O&M footy and netball and what a huge round this was. Uh, to talk more about it, Craig Miller, the GM of the O&M League, joins us. Uh, Craig, you, we were just chatting off air and you said that uh, all 10 teams have some kind of representation in the final series coming up. That's got to be stupidly exciting for a league. Yeah, good morning, Al. It is. It's amazing for, for the competition to think that, that every club will have a team um, competing in September and... Um, 
you know, eight of our ten clubs in footy and eight of our ten clubs in netball, um, all various combinations. So it makes for a wonderful four weeks of finals football and netball. Yeah, doesn't it ever? Now, uh, also for for a few um, for a few teams in this league, this is the first time they've got a taste of finals action in quite some time. Yeah, it has been. When you talk about say a, a Cora football and netball club who've been really strong performers on the court in netball for a, for a long period of time, and uh, they'll have their thirds compete in the final series in the first time in over ten years uh, this weekend. So wonderful effort by Peter German and, and Stewie Lingham out there at Cora and. And Myrtleford Reserves will play finals first time in 10 years also. So some first there. Albury, as we know, have been a powerhouse in our competition for a long period of time. And this is an amazing stat. Um, you know, since 2012, this is their 11th consecutive year where their first, <laughs> seconds and thirds have played in a final series. So they continue to be a really strong club led by Brendan Brown. And, and the Rovers, uh, first time since 2013 now that that all three grades at Wangaratta Rovers will play in a final series. So there's been some wonderful uh, things unfold over the course of the year, and just some of those stats will sort of see some clubs, you know, hopefully bat well for them, uh, mm-hmm. well into and deep into September. Well, speaking of stats, on Friday when we caught up with you last, Craig, uh, you mentioned there was a couple of teams where you said, look, uh, they are so cemented due to their percentage that they can't be shifted from, you know, first or third what phenomenal years they've had when you get to the point where you go, no matter what happens this weekend, you've just done so well for yourself, you can't be taken out of that position. Yeah, well, it was interesting because um, we know that Albury have got some real um, high-level injuries to some really some stars of our competition. So, you know, on face value, they're finished in third spot, but they've sort of limped into that over the last sort of four weeks. And then you think of a Lavington who missed out on percentage out, and whilst it was sort of 15%, they won six of their last seven games. So oh. Adam Snyder did a wonderful job with a really young and up-and-coming list to push for finals. But Myrtleford got the job done over Corowa and, and Wangaratta Rovers beat Albury at the sports ground on the weekend, which cemented fourth spot for them. So it was a, it was an interesting round of footy and netball, and, um, and we look forward to this weekend. So obviously the buzz at this stage going into finals, uh, kicking off this weekend, it's probably the highest it's been all year, I'm guessing. Yeah, it would be. You I mean it's 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 the as I say the business end of the, the footy and netball <laughs> season, and it's um you know eighteen rounds are done and dusted now, and there's four weeks to go, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how things play out. And it all starts this weekend at, at Wangaratta Rovers on Saturday in the qualifying final between Yarrawonga and Albury, which promises to be a great game. And once again, Yarrawonga have been an outstanding outfit all year. Six of their seven teams will play in finals this year wow. um, and yeah so that promised to be a great one on the Saturday and in netball Yarrawonga will take on Lavington so Yarrawonga probably the most experienced A-grade netball team across the, the comp they've really hit their straps in the second half of the year and they're going to be a real threat uh, come finals and then on Sunday in the elimination finals at the Albury Sports Ground Wangaratta Rovers will take on Myrtleford uh, and Wangaratta A-grade netball will take on Albury Tigers. So it's going to be a great weekend. Um, we very much look forward to it. Yeah, can't wait. Absolutely. We're going to check in with you again soon just for any updates and uh, your thoughts going into it come Friday. But, uh, Craig, appreciate your time once again this morning. Congratulations on the success of another fantastic round in the O&M. And as you said yourself, business is really picking up. It's the business end of the season. Nothing like finals time and the buzz around town and the surrounds is just its its just awesome to be a part of. So well done for everything so far, mate. And we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Al. Have a great week. Get to Everyone's dying to get there. Oh. I told my mum once that I was going to make a car out of spaghetti. Right. And uh, you should have seen her face when I drove past her. Oh.
Right, a man walks into a bar. You'd think he would have seen it. Dad. <laughs> what did the ocean say to the beach? Nothing, it just waves. Oh. So my daughter comes out and she says, Oh, Dad, I'm hungry. He goes, Hi, hungry, I'm Dad. Oh, I do that to my kids all the time. And it drives oh. them nuts. I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but then I turned myself around. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was in the op shop yesterday and I saw a stereo for sale. There was a sign saying, Volume stuck on loud. <laughs> I said, That's a bargain. I can't turn that down. Oh, God. <laughs> Where's Wally books? Yeah. Why did we? Why did Wally wear stripes? I don't know. He why didn't did want to be spotted? Rod. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay, so my husband and granddaughter are out fishing, and they're not catching any fish, and the granddaughter's getting frustrated. So she says, "Why are we catching any fish, Pop?" And Pop said, "Well, fish are very smart, you know." And she said, "Why is that, Pop?" And he says, "Because they swim in schools." <sighs> I am still cringing from some of those dad jokes. Wow. Powerful stuff there. But you're going to hear plenty more of them with uh, more chances to win those tickets to the Red Hot Summer Tour across to the rest of the week. Fingers crossed we're going to have Lou back very, very soon so we can do another fight for your flashback. Flock of 80s countdowns, that's happening and heaps of stuff going on as we get closer and closer to some big events, big concerts too. Crowded House coming up soon. We've got Borderlines uh, Music and Arts Festival. That's going to be a lot of fun with Barnsley headlining it. Yeah, too much to do. And don't mention Christmas. Someone around the office, no mentions who, you know, I'm not even going to use your initials, Ash, uh, told me how many paydays there are until Christmas. I did not want to hear that. I'm just pretending that it's a long, long way away, even though this year has gone... Stupidly quick. Anyway, let's not mention that. Let's get on to business. Uh, Thank you again for checking out the podcast, and we'll chat again soon. It's Lou and Al here at Triple M.